Hello, this is Jill Wigmore Welsh. I'm recording some of these small podcasts to enable you to know a little bit more about the six problems that I work with when people choose to come and book with me. And I, so I work with people over the ages of 50s, so 50s, 60s and 70 plus. And I work from my clinical practice here in Reading in Berkshire on the Tilehurst Road, but I also work via webcam and I work pretty much all over the world, which is absolutely awesome. I love it. So this, this recording is about the third of the problems and most people, a lot of people have problems with who come to see me and that is bone and muscle injuries. Now, bone and muscle injuries are surprisingly common. Um, and if we can divide these, these two problems up, bone and muscle injuries, into really what could have caused those. So bone and muscle injuries, uh, you can if you've got a bone problem, let's say as you're getting older, if you're over 50s, 60s and 70s, you can develop problems with bones because you can develop problems with osteoporosis or osteopenia and you can actually have pain and you can have uh, fractures due to osteoporosis um, you can also develop a lot of uh, changes in the shape of the end of the bone, in the end of the joint. So you can develop literally almost like the wrinkles that you get on your face. You can get changes on the surface of the bones in the cartilage. The cartilage can wear away and you can, you can actually start to develop little holes in the surface cartilage. The, car the cartilage is like a glass it covers the end of the joint surface. So if you imagine if you could rough that up with some sandpaper or create a hole, because there's a certain thickness of cartilage, you can, get, you can get little erosions or you can actually then start to get big erosions. You can get changes in the end of the bone. You can actually get little pieces of bone that, that grow, that stick out to the sides, little osteophytes that, that stick out and cause problems. So bone changes when, when we all get older, bone changes are actually quite common. And as I say, osteoporosis changes in both men and women are relatively common. You might have a hereditary trait. You might have somebody in the family who has a history. You might find other people in the family have problems with their bone mass and bone density as, as they age. It is normal to get changes in bone mass and bone density as you get older um, but also you can you can get almost like premature changes that take place um, and those changes actually begin to start to happen quite young a lot of people think that they don't begin to you know you won't start getting changes until you're in your 60s and 70s but the thing is if you've had a very sedentary life where maybe you've spent a lot of your working life sitting behind a desk not doing bone loading activity and not doing strength work. And we know that strength work is very important. And to give you an example of why we know that's important, um, when astronauts go out into space, one of the, some of the early studies, there was a lot of work on the early studies around the effect of being anti-gravity, no gravity in space. And what they discovered was that without that gravity, uh, people lost bone mass. Now, if you think about what you see when you see some of these 
moonshots or not moonshots now but if you see um people out in space you'll see that they are inside their capsule they've got treadmills they've got exercise equipment they're working on replicating this loading because they know how important it is to do loading work to actually get weight bearing to actually do strength work um to to keep that pressure going through the bones and actually to have the muscles pulling on the bone to actually encourage the bone to be sucking up um, all the calcium and to have a good diet to have good foods and uh, all the best possible uh, ways that you can look after yourself but of course that doesn't mean that a lot of people get problems so you know bone problems are quite common and of course you know another problem that happens is breaking bones you know people can break bones if you have got a bit of osteoporosis some of the signs um, early signs of osteoporosis can can actually be that you start having broken bones you fall over and you put your hand out and you 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 break your wrist whereas maybe 20 years earlier you would have put your hand out um, and maybe you wouldn't have broken your wrist your your bones would have been stronger and so sometimes we we have problems people can have problems with broken bones and that can actually start to flag up that maybe there is a problem there to do with osteoporosis and bone change etc bone mass and bone density but anyone can have a broken bone it doesn't matter what age you are um, because you can be involved in a road accident you can be knocked over and you can break a leg, you can slip or trip and you can land, you can go down, uh, I mean I've injured bones, I've broken about five major bones in my body over over time and I know that most of the times that I've hurt myself it, it has been sport related or activity related activity things that I've done, say um, you know tripped over the dog and landed on a an elbow or something and, and, and really bruised the bone or I've gone down a, a rut um, that I've been out walking my dogs and, and the tractors have been passed and I've been out walking and I've been concentrating on the dogs, not thinking about what's going on, slipped over, crunch, and I've broken a bone at the end of my ankle. Now, broken bones aren't that uncommon, but actually knowing how to rehabilitate after broken bones, this is where people like me come in because... I've worked with people who've had the most major bone injuries that you can imagine. People who've been involved in motorbike accidents. And just because you're in your 50s and 60s doesn't mean you're not out on your bike, all right? Um, just because you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s, I should say, doesn't mean you're not out on your bike. It doesn't matter what age you are. You you might be out on your bike. You You might be involved in a road accident. You, you might be doing some DIY, you might fall off a ladder, you know, you might, you might be doing something in the garden and you trip over the flex of the wire and you, you fall down. There are so many times that people actually can sustain a broken bone and, and unfortunately sometimes that can be when you're someone who's really very active. You might, you might be somebody who does a lot of running, who does a lot of sport, who does who, who is still keeping going with their dancing and their activity, but you fall over or you, you have an accident and, and you hurt yourself just the same way that somebody else would do, but then actually to rehabilitate and recover back to where you want to be means that you need someone like myself who's rehabilitated thousands of people literally over the years. 
The other thing that can happen with bone uh, injury is, of course, you need to have a joint replacement or you need to have reconstructive surgery. Reconstructive surgery is so common over the ages of 60, 65, 70, 80. It's very common for people to have a hip replacement, a knee replacement, a shoulder joint um, operation, to have reconstructive surgery where tendons are repaired, etc. And all of this needs the right kind of input from someone who's experienced at having done it and who's actually going to help you to get back to being able to do what you want to do before. An example of that is somebody I work with in the community, one person I can bring to mind of many, who'd had a hip replacement and prior to the hip replacement had been incredibly active. I mean, like really active in her 80s. And, and then she'd had an acute problem with her hip joint and literally gone off her feet in, I would say, a week, was admitted to hospital, had surgery, but that after the surgery, the management plan that had been put in place just wasn't suitable for her. And in fact, although she had some intensive rehabilitation in hospital, she was discharged home. This person who had been incredibly active, I mean, like, really active playing table tennis and you know getting on and off the buses doing all the shopping and looking after a, a husband who had um, Alzheimer's etc this person was discharged home with a walking frame and they had care assistance and over the course of the next few months kept going backwards and forwards to a local private hospital I have to say naming no names but what actually happened was five months down the road care assistance still going in, no independence, still at home. So she decided that she wanted to invest in my time and invest in herself. And I went in and within, I would say the first month, she they had got rid of all carers, which in terms of finances, that made a massive difference because I'll be honest with you, that really justified me going in because the amount of money that they were paying out in care support was outrageous. Thousands in the first month was saved through me going in and supporting her to be able to get back to being able to be on her own feet and prepping small, simple meals that she was able to provide to herself and her husband. They did have a stair lift which she could use that was already in situ. But over the next months she was able with my help within about three months to be progressing to be able to walk in the house with no walking aids and then to get back to being able to go outside now for me that's what really rocks my boat to be honest because she had been left as someone who was not going to improve any further than that and to be honest the next stage from having carers in two or three times a day um lap meals it, that the next stage is sell the house and into residential care so when I'm working with people who've had broken bones what's important to me isn't just getting somebody up and on their feet it's enabling that person to be able to get back their balance their confidence their strength um, to be able to get their quality of life back, to be able to be going out into the community, to be able to get back into meeting friends, to be who they were before. And so that kind of injury where someone is 
abandoned almost and and out in the community that kind of work is incredibly important and it is quite specialist work evidence for example the fact on this in this case this person had already had months of support from a local private hospital and invested in that privately um, so bone injury can range from needing early support to something as complicated as a as a really severe um, femoral fracture in somebody who's very osteoporotic and very scared who needs a lot of support but also you've got soft tissue injuries and all of those soft tissue injuries can be uh, muscle ligament um, all of that tough soft tissue that isn't bone and, and those all need management in a, in a certain way to know, and it's the experience of years of doing this, to know when the right time is to be beginning to start to load it, to know whether um, you know, it's right to start pushing with some strengthening work. Um, and another client that I worked with several years ago, she was a, a very strong-minded lady who had a lot of pain in her shoulder and had been told that she needed to have surgery uh, to reconstruct uh, and mend a torn uh, muscle um, and she was in her 80s and there are risks to having surgery when you're in your 80s and she actually had so little strength in the muscles on both her arms all over her she got so weak from years of not doing very much that even to lift the kettle uh, which would have weighed, what, about a kilo? Um, she couldn't lift the kettle. You see, she thought she could lift the kettle anyway, but when I gave her a kilo to lift, she couldn't lift it. She could only lift about 250 grams comfortably. And as I explained to her, every time she lifted the kettle, she was straining her shoulder. Now, I will admit she was quite resistant when we first talked about doing muscle strengthening. She didn't really believe me. She was far more keen on the idea of having the surgery because she thought that would be the problem resolved. But actually, of course, I knew that after the surgery, she was likely going to get weaker. So I encouraged her to work on strength and she did engage and she started to get stronger. And she noticed her symptoms were going down. Well, of course, the outcome to that was that she really put the time, energy and effort into doing the strengthening work and she didn't have surgery. She didn't have surgery. Now again, for me, that was a huge outcome because this lady lived alone. If she'd had surgery on her shoulder, she would have needed to have gone into residential care because she would not have been able to wash her dress herself, dress herself, look after herself. And again, this was like the tipping point of whether she would ever actually be able to continue to be living alone. But also had she moved in with family, it would also have meant that she would have been quite dependent on her family. So that gave her a whole other lease of life and an opportunity to discuss with the family what she thought she should do long term. She had quite a big property that she lived in. Um, but I think it is important when people are at that stage, maybe in their 70s, um, not to feel that they've got to sell a property and go into care and that actually what they want to do is to be able to make that choice themselves. So as I say, a lot of the work I do with bone 
and muscle injuries. It varies. Sometimes it can be a relatively simple problem, but a lot of fear um, and someone needs a lot of support. But sometimes it can also be a really major injury, um, a major spinal bone fracture or ribs that are fractured in a road accident or pelvis fracture or a nasty open fracture, etc., where somebody has to spend time in wheelchair. And I'm, I'm afraid that sometimes even when these bones don't mend, um, it can even progress to amputation. And I'm extremely experienced at helping people to work with those problems. So if that's something that interests you, or if you didn't even know that there were people around who do that specific kind of work, then I'm glad that I've been able to open your eyes to that. So as I say, if you want to contact me, it's quite simple. I'll put the link in to my um, calendar. You can book a free, I was offer a sort of free 20 minute appointment so you can tell me what's going on. And and then if you decide, if we decide that, you know, you'd like some help, etc., and it's something that I can do, we can take it from there. But as I say, have a have a look around on my on my website and details and I look forward to talking to you sometime. Take care. Love you. Bye.